What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages 10 to 17, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on our 19th year of marriage. So yep, I'm in the thick of it, and I'm working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fathers know who they are as they show up for their families. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. This episode is brought to you by The Adventure of Fatherhood, helping men discover their powerful fatherhood role and build their fatherhood skills. The role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and of course, have fun and find joy in the messiness of it all. Today's guest is my friend, mentor, coach, fellow warrior monk, Kyle Carnahan with Superhuman Fathers. And we talk about my transformation with Superhuman Fathers and better worded by Kyle, my baptism. Enjoy connecting with this powerful servant leader, Kyle. All right, Kyle, what's up, bro? So stoked to talk fatherhood, transformation, superhuman fathers with you. What's up, dude? Well, as you can see, I'm in my car and my wife's on calls outside. This is my fault that I'm in my car and not in my office, not hers. (laughs) So we were supposed to be in a place where there was a nice air conditioned office, but we had a miscommunication. And what I do usually is I depend on my wife sometimes to do stuff. And I don't check it myself. And then she's like, well, I didn't know. And I'm like, well, I didn't know. And then we want to blame each other. Remember, bro, the first time we spoke, we talked about the bananas. The bananas. I go back to the bananas all the time. Yeah, I love it. The banana story. Where the F are the bananas? So good. (laughs) For those that didn't know the banana stories, I came home from the firehouse one day and I put bananas in my yogurt and there were no fucking bananas. And so I let my wife know. Hey, where's my bananas? I lost my bananas. And like, I was working on the quick comebacks. So I like stopped yelling. Says, oh my God, I'm sorry. I shouldn't yell at you about bananas. I really apologize. You know, I'm like a crazy man about bananas. So we're in another banana story right now, although we're reacting very different now than we used to. Yes. It's a good thing. It's so good, bro. So good. I was looking back over this and I want to bring this up. You and I had a conversation on my podcast episode number 188. This one that you and I are doing right now is probably going to be like 322 or 324, whatever. And that was 2021. And it's the most listened to episode, bro. Crazy, dude. Crazy. That was like the first real podcast that I ever did. First legit podcast. And dude, I think it was the most listened to because for a long time on your link tree or whatever on Instagram, you had it listed there because if people wanted to learn about superhuman fathers, they could go listen to you talk about it. And it's wild. So much has changed since 2021. People could learn a ton about you, superhuman fathers, just by going to your Instagram page or you've been on a bunch of podcasts since then. What I want to talk about is three things in this conversation. Number one is I made a decision when I turned 40 that I wanted to get fit. So we can talk about that. And then why did I choose to go to Superhuman Fathers? And then, bro, I've been in Superhuman Fathers a year. I have a year's worth of notes from Zoom calls. And I went through them yesterday and I pulled out 12 nuggets. Wow. 12 Kyle Carnahan nuggets. And I'm going to bring them up just so people can see what they're missing on these Zoom calls and the power behind the movement that you've created Superhuman Fathers. Sound good? That sounds amazing considering never once have I prepared anything for any of these Zoom calls. 
These are just straight flow. Yeah, alignment with who you are. So check it out, you guys. Before I do that, you and I had a conversation in 2021. Superhuman Fathers was getting off the ground. You and I had met for lunch once around that time. And then I just came out and did a workout with you recently. So we've hung out a couple of times one-on-one. Anything that you want to say before we get into this? Yeah. I mean, Ned saw something in me that I didn't even know I had. I went on that podcast in the beginning. I was like, why does he want me on his podcast? You built up my confidence a lot, man. I mean, you really did. That was the first time we do the most, we need the least, was dropped out to like the world. And you glommed onto that like huge, which then skyrocketed it in my mind because I was like, okay, that was the hit. That was it. And that ended up being our complete slogan, our mantra on the back of our shirts and has been stated over and over and over again, thousands of times now, you know, it was kind of born on your podcast. Oh my God, dude, that's so incredible, bro. And kudos, bro. And huge thank you. But if you look at the adventure of fatherhood children's book, right, we did Kickstarter funding and the back dude, the back has Kyle Carnahan. We do the most, we need the least. Kyle Carnahan, superhuman father, bro. Right there, dude. You helped bring this to life and it's listed in the kids book, which is incredible. So thank you for that support, dude. It's so good. Our story is epic. You and I, our story of just giving value back to each other over and over and over and over again. And these are the kind of relationships you want to build because they're the kind that just keep going forever. And you know, what's funny now is I think every time we have this kind of moment, it'll always be, and bro, this is just the beginning, even in you know a year, five years, when there's tens of thousands of men who are realizing who they are, we'll still be going, dude, it's just the beginning. Like we've entered into this surrender to this is all just happening. There's zero destination. So much so. I mean, we just moved into that 10,000 square foot house. <laughs> And Superhuman Fathers is going to pull in 300 grand this month. That's wild. I'm like, okay, guys, now we can get started. We all just think that way. It's like, okay, now we have a good foundation to start some shit. Whereas you would have told me that two years ago, I would have been like, well, that would be the pinnacle of the mountain times 10. Yeah. So good, dude. It's just the beginning. And what's going to be happening a year from now? You're going to just be laughing about, oh my gosh, remember what a big deal we thought it was when we moved into the 10,000 square foot house and did our first event? And you're going to be like, that was all just, not that it's less than, but it's all part of. It's just preparatory and fun and not what's actually important. Mm. So what's actually important? This, what we're doing right now, connecting with each other, other men, sharing this message breathing fire into men's lives. The only reason I tell you how much money I made and what I have and show you my fucking abs at 42. So you go like, I want that. And then I'm like, cool, come get some of this fire. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm such an asshole and I'm lazy and I'm run by the resistance. I need to be a better man for my people. I need to be more patient. I need to connect to God. But you guys won't listen to us if we don't have it all. So we're going to have it all. And we're going to show you that you can have it all and be an epic human and have an amazing life, an amazing marriage. You can grow your business. You can have the body and the physique. And you don't need to compromise. It's mm, good. And you guys, this authenticity. So, okay, around the time I had you on the podcast, I had this other guy on the podcast. He was 50 years old and he looked like just an alpha male, bro. And so I asked him about it and he's like, well, when I turned 39, I was going to turn 40 and I thought I want to look the best by the time I turn 40. And then I just kept it up through my 40s and I'm 50 and I look like freaking, I look awesome. And I was like, you know what? I'm about to be 39. I'm going to do that. So I turned 39. I started working out. I've always worked out, but I never got control of my food. 
I wouldn't even say I fully got that under locks now. But anyways, I reached out to you June of 2022. And I'm like, Kyle, all right, man, I want this. And so I had this idea that I would look my best by 40. I'm going to release this episode on July 4th, which is my 40th birthday. It's two weeks until then. I've hit it. I look the best I've ever looked. It's been a wild journey. But I'll tell you, I have left with far more than a six pack. So much has transformed in my life over the last year and even more to come. But I want to share two things that are things that you had said. And I want people to know, like, this is why I chose Kyle. And this is why I chose Superhuman Father. So I'm going to read two things that you said, and then you can respond to them. Cool? Cool. Okay. So on January 24th, 2023, which means that I'm halfway through me wanting to get posted, me wanting to hit my best. You talked about the switch. And this is what you said. And I went through and I pulled this. You said, guys, this is big. The voice inside of you, this is what resonated. And then you said, I fought it for a while, the voice inside of me. You're not bad, you're good, but you're not who you want to be. And the voice said to you, Kyle, I can't give you what I want to give you until you commit. Put yourself in such a corner of accountability that you can't escape. And I felt the release And with that release came the utmost confidence and power that you've ever felt. And you said, this is your choice, your decision. This is what the voice told you. It's up to you. Go deeper into the game. This is far better than any little pleasure we will get elsewhere. The power lies in self-denial. Is it worth it? Here we go, baby. You won't know until you get there. You won't know until you actually commit. Building anything is like this. You hope, you act, you get your answer. Now, why do I share this with you? I share this with you because what I saw in coming alongside of Kyle and Kyle coming alongside me was this surrendering to actually living a life, not selling a product, not demanding somebody's money, smoke and mirrors. But when I think of Kyle, and this isn't to boost your ego, but hopefully the surrendering you've done, like I think of the movie 300 and Gerard Butler's character, right? That dude is out in the front lines fighting, surrendering, listening to the voice, whereas the God that he's fighting is this dude who's being carried on the backs of people that he's tricked and put into slavery. When people hit me up about superhuman fathers, I'm like, it's hard to explain, but the leadership is in it with you. Could you do this on your own? Sure. Go Google all this shit. You could do it on your own. Will you? No. Because if you hear the voice, you respond to the voice, you need accountability and you need it from people who are authentic. So that's number one. What are your thoughts on that? That was a scary day for me. That was a day where I had to die. The old me had to die. I had to let it go. I had to put it in the ship, light it on fire and let it flow down the river, never to return again. And a lot of that was just my selfish pleasures that got me through the day. And it only got tighter from there. As you know, my story is a voice gets, as it says, go deeper. So the commitment was whatever you speak to me, I will do, period. In the moment, over time, to torture, to death, whatever. And I'll tell you what, as a man, if you live your life in such a way that you stand for something that you will truly die for in a painful way, you're going to have the most epic life. Doesn't mean that's going to happen. But if that was the calling, we're ready. Damn. Now you got to give up some pleasures. So what? Every morning, Ned, I walk outside. I talk to God. I picture my own violent death every morning. People are like, that's crazy. Okay. Yes. You know what? You're probably crazy too, but you're just afraid to go there. Because when you actually let your spirit soar and be real and be authentic, 
you're going to see some amazing things. And one thing that I see every morning is my willingness to die for character, for integrity, for truth. And when I do that every morning, I face my day different because I'm in a place of acceptance. I've already died this morning. Mm. That's every day. And isn't that what ultimately the call on every man is, is to lay his life down for those around him at the end of all of this. And the thing is, and I'll talk about for my own transformation the last year is in our current world that most of us are living in the United States with middle America, whatever, I could pretty much be comfortable all the time. I'm not worried about what I'm eating. I'm not worried about where I'm going to sleep tonight. And so I can just comfort myself with whatever. And so I don't really have to die, but then I'm just living this mediocre existence, passive or resentful. Disconnected. Disconnected. And we want to be connected. Yeah. Our natural state is to be complacent, selfish, and ungrateful. When things are too easy, we go to complacency and ingratitude. We can't even see the blessings that are around us. Good luck connecting to God with that attitude. Good luck. It's too easy. You don't need for anything. So your soul doesn't reach out for help, assistance, guidance. That's why you got to put yourself in manufactured pain or real back against your wall, whether it's financially or relationships. I was talking about this morning, putting yourself in discomfort by being honest with people, because we always tell people what they want to hear and they talk shit behind their backs to protect ourselves. And I'm finding this new angle of just like straight truth to everyone I speak to, no matter how uncomfortable it is to put myself backed up into a corner, that corner of no escape where I have to be me, I have to be exposed, I have to show that I'm willing to be wrong, but I'm going to just present it. I might be the one that's wrong, but I'm going to say it and the truth will come out. This is how we learn about ourselves. This is how we progress. We have to let it out. We have to let our truth out. Mm. Okay, so this leads to the next thing that I wrote down January 19th of this year. You said, this is the problem. We are so afraid of being our true selves that we hold back who we actually are, although we are very powerful beings. We are afraid to show that because we are worried people will see it as ego when it is actually love and truth. Bro, this just folds right into it. I had a guy this morning hit me up and he was over pitching before building a relationship and it was kind of sleazy. He offered his services for free for an hour to help me get ready for some stage performance stuff. And he's like, and just so you know, I charge $7,500 for this. Just so you know, he said it like three times. And I was just like, I'm good, dude. I don't need your $7,500 hour. It's okay. I know what you're doing. You're trying to like rope me into something you're trying to sell me right now. And listen, there's nothing wrong with hoping somebody will purchase something from you. But when that's all you want, and it's obvious you want to sell something before you want to build a relationship, it's gross. And he needs help. I'm not the first one he does that to. He's like sandpaper. I'm sure he rubs everybody wrong if he does that to me, right? So I can go, I did. I did. I pushed out. I was like, okay, cool, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll totally get together. And then I was like, I'm not calling that guy. Then he hits me up and he's like, Hey, can you send me a video of how I helped you in your life? And I'm like, we had an eight minute conversation. You fucking weirdo. Then I ignored it. Well, I woke up the next morning. I was like, you will send this guy a full video expressing every detail to help him. And it's going to be very uncomfortable. And I'm like, ah, hmm. Uh, so I make this video, it's like three minutes long, going through every detail of the things that I looked at him that rubbed me wrong, like sandpaper. And then he asked to do some trade stuff with me for Superhuman Fathers. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to trade with you, but I will give you macros and help you. And if we start this relationship over and do it right, maybe, maybe I'll allow you to be in the brotherhood. So I sent the video and just so you know, I sent two other videos this morning that are very similar to other people. So I'm like, 
Oh, this new world I'm in of truth is so painful and uncomfortable from a natural people-pleasing man. But I swore to God that I would never patronize another man again, nor talk shit behind someone's back, ever. This commitment has been one of the hardest ones of my life, bro. So, okay, my friends, like bullet point one was why did I choose Superhuman Fathers? Why did I choose Kyle to help me on my Ned's personal transformation? You can hear why. The authenticity, the truth, the growth, right? The openness to say, this is where I am. This is what I'm learning. This is what I'm going through. And it's not better than where you're at. It's just, I'm on a growth pattern and you should be too. And Kyle, you said something to me that will stick in my mind for the rest of my life. And if you would have said it to me a year, two years ago, I probably would have been offended and I wasn't offended. So on my transformation call a couple weeks ago, I had woken up the day before Okay, so coming to the voice, I woke up the day before and right, I'm in Hawaii. So it's three hours difference. And I was like, Ned, go on the superhuman father zoom call. And I'm like, ah, it's 430 in the morning. I don't really want to today. It's Monday. And I'm a half hour late. My voice was like, jump on. So I jump on and I'm on the call. There's, I don't know, a bunch of people on there. And I type in the chat something and you see it. And so you're like, listen to what Ned just said. Listen to what he said. Somebody had a question about Kickstarter. And then you proceeded to say, So this is the day before my transformation call, this call everybody's waiting for, you know, to get posted and then get to talk about it. You said, when I first met Ned, I smelled weakness on him. And this is me hitting you up. This is episode 188, us doing our podcast. And it was beautiful and it was good. But you sharing that with me, the voice knew I needed to hear that. I'd call it God, call it God, whatever you want. Doesn't really change it. If my kids call me dad or they call me asshole, doesn't change the fact that I'm still their dad. My point in this is you spoke truth to me and I was ready to hear it. And if you are told to speak a truth to me, That's not your responsibility if I'm ready to hear it or not. The hope is that I'm aligned and in tune with myself so that I can hear and I needed to hear it. So I share that with everybody listening right now to go like, that's what we need as men. Like we need men in our lives who are choosing to surrender themselves, not the guru, choosing to go after life and then willing to be open and honest with you if you are open and honest with them. We need that, bro. Yeah. The key to it working is if you're going to dish it out, you better be ready to take a big pile yourself. And, you know, I mean, I work with some heavy hitters. My coaches don't pull punches, bro. I seek truth. Big Wes Watson, you kidding me, dude? That guy doesn't give a shit. That's straight truth coming right in your face like a fireball. Andy Elliott just ripped the shit out of me on some business decisions that I made six months ago and made me restructure everything. You know, you think Garrett White's going to pull punches? Jeez, dude, no way. Not only am I surrounding myself with men that treat me like that, it's helping me rise up and to grow a pair of real man's balls and help guys out by speaking truth, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Yeah. Ah, so good. Okay. So now item number two, item number two is, I know you've been on a lot of podcasts. You got people hitting you up all the time. I wanted to give you a little opportunity. I got posted. I've been after this for 11 months now. From your perspective as the leader of superhuman fathers and as dudes are listening to this and it's like they might want to, I mean, hopefully they want to transform their life. What questions would you ask me or what things would you bring up about me from the last year that would help other guys have insight into themselves and superhuman fathers? And I'll give you a couple pieces that we could start from. One, this became spiritual for me some serious spiritual moments. Two, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. I thought I'd get it done in 90 days. I did not. Item number three is my life got harder. 
my marriage got harder. My relationships with my kids got harder because I had created a level of comfort and I was a badass dad and a badass husband. But when I went deeper, all of a sudden now it's like those extra reps at the squat rack. That's how my marriage was. That's how my relationship with my kids were. So it's better, stronger, but harder. So those are a couple pieces that I thought would be important for people to know and understand if they choose to respond to the voice calling them. So where do you want to go? So how do we learn to connect spiritually? It's been through the leverage of discipline. I literally met Jesus through discipline. I didn't pray. I didn't read the Bible. I just worshiped discipline, integrity, and character. And that led me to the most powerful being that was the most disciplined with the most integrity and character ever to walk the earth, the creator of the world. So Ned watched me go from consciousness to universe to God to Jesus over the past eight months. And we had some conversations about that because I was super resistant to all of it. People are like, oh, is Superman Father's Christian now? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, but you believe in Jesus now. I'm like, I, like Ned said, I just call him that name or whatever. Part of it, you hang out with Garrett White long enough to, he's going to get you. But it's a really cool experience. But even when I was calling it the universe or whatever, the more disciplined I became, the more I was in tune with the guiding force, whatever you want to call it, the deeper I went into listening, hey, quit that, start this. Hey, say this. Hey, call this person. Hey, give this person money. That simple. My spiritual connection and guidance got stronger. And so when a man has fat on his body that he doesn't want because he's being called to rise into this specimen of a warrior, but Kyle, you don't have to be ripped to be a good dad. No, no, you guys can be good and average all you want. Go ahead. We are after the most elite place to where we're the most connected and guided possible so we can have the most impact in the world, period. Anything other than that is pure selfishness because pleasure will hold you back from being your best self. And if yourself right now is good enough, I'm good enough. You don't belong here. You're with the wrong group of people because I'm not good enough. I'm not even close. Like we said, we haven't even scratched the surface. So now this physical transformation that Ned has had requires discipline which then leverages the spiritual power. So the change in the body has nothing to do with the results other than what the results take to get there. The change in body, just like a baptism, is the physical representation of the commitment that the man will become from the inside out. That's why it affects your marriage so much, why it affects your ability to produce and make money so much, why it affects the way you walk in a room and the vibration that you have when you speak to people and the power in your voice. That's why it's all connected. But we found that it's been a missing link in a lot of men's groups and business-focused groups that you can join. They leave this side out of it. They're like, oh, just eat healthy, it's good. It's like, no, 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 we're going to starve. We're going to starve just like Jesus did for 40 days. And we don't not eat for 40 days, but we're going to suffer. We're going to be hungry. We're going to do some hard fucking workouts that make our ears burn, feel like we're bleeding out our eyes. And we're going to put that on the altar and say, hey, I respect the body that was given to me and I'm going to maximize this thing. Using the word baptism really just stuck out to me, bro, because when I think about why people ask me, hey, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do this? Well, initially, I just wanted a six pack. I wanted to look on the outside how I felt on the inside. And a year ago, I felt like I was crushing it. Moved to Hawaii, beautiful wife, five rad kids, 
business is doing well. It's awesome. And I'm like, all right, now my body's going to look it, right? I've disciplined all these other areas. I disciplined my marriage. I disciplined in my kids' relationship. I disciplined in my business. Now I'm going to discipline my body. And what I found was like, oh shit, this took, I didn't get it done in 90 days. There are some comforts, some addictions I have to food when I'm stressed. And it took me 11 months and it was a baptism of, uh, hey, you don't have those other areas of your life perfect. You thought you've arrived and chosen a destination versus realizing that you could go deeper with your wife. You could go deeper with your kids. And so what I discovered is, and you asked me this on the transformation call, like how would you define yourself a year ago versus how would you define yourself now? A year ago, I would have said labels. I'm a great husband. I'm a great dad. I run a great business. My team loves me. I would have used labels to describe myself versus now I'm surrendered as a child of God to this pursuit of being who he called me to be. I'm Ned. You want to know who I am? I'm Ned. And if you want to know who that is, spend enough time hanging around me, not just on an hour Zoom call or you know an hour podcast, but to know the real Ned, I am Ned. And I feel way more authentic. And it was this baptism of God saying, bro, there's more, dude, I got more for you, my son. So step into this area of your life and create some discipline where you're lacking. You don't realize you're lacking. Life is different. My marriage is different. My relationship with my kids is different. And it's almost scary because now my awareness, it's this situation where it's not that my life is better. It's that now when I'm being an asshole, I'm so aware that I'm being an asshole. And when I'm choosing to say, so what? I don't care. Be mad at your wife. And then it's this wrestle inside now where you're like, dude, you're conscious. You're aware, but my actions don't always fully line up with it yet. So that's the work. And I got the next 50 years, hopefully 60 years to keep working on it. Yeah. It's like when you open your eyes and truly see all your shortcomings, it's this rush of like, oh no, I'm actually a piece of shit. And I'm not even close. And I thought I was crushing it. I thought I was crushing it. Yeah. And it's not even that I wasn't. I mean, that's the weird thing It's like, what does that even mean? But I thought I had arrived. I think that's the problem, guys, is if you think you've arrived, then you're living in la-la land, bro, and you're missing out. Like you're saying, it's harder for you now. It's harder for me now than it was a year ago. It just gets harder and harder and harder. But as you do that, you just rise in your ability to handle more pressure, more stress, and more confidence and more connection. And as it gets harder, your spirit is reaching out for help. Because it, it needs it. When you don't need it, you won't reach for it. Your spirit gets all comfortable, pulls up a blanket and a pillow, cracks a beer. It's like, we're good here. We don't need anything. But dude, where I'm at in my life right now, I can't do this by myself, man. I need some help. And so my spirit reaches out and just calls the universe to God every morning when I step out and go on my walk. It's like, help me, please. That's where I need to be. Surrendered, bro. So- I'm going to ask you a question and then I'm going to bring up 12 nuggets from Kyle. So right now, every week, you and your team have dozens, hundreds of calls with men calling on the front end of thinking they're awesome, but they're like, I'd like a six pack. And so they look at your Instagram and they're like, I believe this guy could help me get a six pack. And they call you when you're talking to them, you can paint a picture. But now imagine you're talking to them a year from now and they're saying the things that I'm saying. Is there anything that you would want me to bring up or say or share or that you would talk to that guy about once he's posted? Because I would love for guys to hear like, this is who Ned is now, but you're interviewing guys all the time. Is there anything you'd ask me now that I've been posted and I've entered surrender to the game of disciplining my body? Yeah, I would say 
are the old pleasures that had you by the balls. Was it worth it? Things you had to give up. Was it worth it? Oh my gosh. Okay, bro. <laughs> I don't know about you, but maybe it's my dad life middle age. I literally get excited when I'm going to bed thinking about coffee the next morning. Sort of makes me sound like a drug addict and I've become a bit snobby about it. I only like good fresh coffee. I also love supporting a kick-ass dad and I'm sort of cheap. So the whole $50 bag doesn't really work for me. My go-to is Valiant Coffee. My friend Eric, who is truly an amazing father, husband, and human and was on the Rebel and Create podcast. He roasts the most amazing coffee and gets it to my door within days of it being roasted all for a reasonable price go support eric and drink coffee that gets you excited to wake up in the morning head over to rebelandcreate.com forward slash coffee to get yours okay so here's what's so funny dude is if you asked me that like it just hit me when you asked me if you asked me that a year ago i'd be thinking about cookies and cupcakes and dude for real there's cookies sitting in my kitchen that my daughters, I got four daughters at home and a son. They're freaking bacon cookies and shit all the time. What's funny is I still want those cookies and I'll still eat those cookies, but I can discipline myself about when I'm going to eat them most of the time. But when you ask me the question, what comes up for me is not the cookies. That's something I'm still working on. Something different is the things that were really binding me up was feeling good about being Ned when I entered a room of other men, when I was around other men. And now those things are not holding me back. When I walk up to another man that may be making 10 times as much as me or 10 times less than me, I'm no longer walking into that conversation saying, I feel inadequate to this guy, nor am I looking at this guy saying, I feel better than this guy. That, bro, that is what's changed. That is what I have unanchored myself from is the comparison of where I'm at in my journey to where you're at in your journey. So that's it. That's the gold, bro, for me. Yeah, I would say this. When you are a disciplined man, you have taken hold of the greatest gift in the world because discipline, as we say, is purely the currency of self-respect and love and is also the currency of respect from other men. So it doesn't matter. The results in the moment, what matters is how did you show up today, period? Who are you today? Who are you? Are you living in integrity and character? And are you in power in this moment? When you do that, you're seeing clearly. So you see men as men, regardless of their results. If you see a man that has results, you're like, wow, I'm in the presence of greatness. I need to learn from this person. And then you see someone who's in the struggle, who's below you. And you're like, I need to help this person this person actually appears more capable than me. And I was able to do this. I got to help them. Then you see the lost souls that aren't even trying that are just floating and your heart breaks. Yep. A hundred percent. So sad. So now we're in a different place of selfless energy. When you walk into a room where you're assessing people, someone I can learn from, I'm blessed to be in their presence, someone I can teach and someone I can inspire. And now life just turns into an adventure. Yeah, dude. And that's the thing is God, who can I give to today? Who can I give to versus what am I going to get today? And it's still the wrestle, it's still a wrestle, but that's the question that I'm wrestling with. And it's better than just wrestling with what can I get from people? Okay, bro, I want to honor your time. And so here's what I wanted to do, because I know there's so many options out there for people to like get fit, whatever. Here's what people are missing out on. I've been in Superhuman Fathers over a year. There's multiple Zoom call options during the week. 
every time I'm on it, I get a nugget. Dude, I got a nugget from today and it's still in my head. I journaled about it. Here's what you said today, guys, just so you could go like, dude, you said it's okay to be broke, but be honest about it. Don't say you're crushing it if you're not. Just be honest. It's okay to be broke. So that was number 13. I went through all my notes, bro. Dude, I carried my iPad around in the gym and I would re-listen to old, you know, Zooms. I couldn't make it. And I'd put the bullet points from each one. So friends, if you're looking for transformation of your life, of what we're talking about right here, I'm going to give 12 things that you missed out on the last year that you could have been on these calls in a community of men who are striving to be the alpha males in their home. Not alpha like, do shit my way, but let me love my wife even when she thinks I'm the biggest dick in the world and I'm going to stand there and I'm going to love her. When we're in a fight, I swallow my pride and I walk over and I hold her. I'm like, I got you, babe. I am a dick. I'm sorry. My job is to be here for you. So 12 things you missed out on. I'm going to say each one, Kyle, and you get to make a response on each one. Cool? Cool. Okay. Here's what you said. Consistency is the currency of confidence. Now, you kind of mentioned that just now, but consistency is the currency of confidence. Let's go to the next one. The authentic man is the selfless man. Okay. You talked about that today already. Here's the next one. Some people are educated and have an opinion. I love this one. (laughs) Some people are educated and have an opinion. Some people have results. Uh, (laughs) Bro, that one was my favorite because once I realized the power of discipline and consistency, I could just be the dumb me. And people get so mad when I say that. Yes. They get so mad, but I'm like, no, no. I'm like, no, no, you don't get it. I need people who think they're dumb to know that it doesn't matter. And guess what? Some people are dumb. They are. And guess what? It's okay. You can still do anything you want with consistency and discipline. You'll mop the floor with those motherfuckers. I'm telling you, you'll mop the floor with them. You will surpass everyone. If you get disciplined, you learn to show up every day, not just some days, not just five days a week, not just every days except holidays. I mean, every day, every day. But dude, here's what's crazy about that, because I feel this in my own life now, like I'm way more okay with talking on a stage or talking in a group and not from a place of I feel like I'm the expert. I'm just sharing my stories. But here's the thing is, it's not from a place of, okay, I have results, so I'm better than you. It's just a confidence in myself, I guess, that I have something to say. I also totally know that I have something to learn. Yeah, the power's in who you are. That's gold. The power's legitimately in who you've become. And here's the cool thing. The cool thing about results are when people don't get it and their vibration is so low that they cannot even understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. And all they know is dark hate and negativity, which they're just getting from the resistance and just spewing right at you directly from the resistance. It bypasses anything in them. They are just speaking words of just darkness. Well, everybody knows that they're full of shit, but you can't argue with those people. And it's irritating that you can't because it doesn't work. But what you can do is you can just be you and just smile. This leads to the next one then. And this one is tough, man. This one I remind myself regularly. When an inconvenience shows up, immediately say thank you and engage in that moment. All right. So I'm still working on this one. But you know what's awesome is I'm pretty sure that that's going to be true always. But the difference now is I'm conscious when it shows up. Now, when my wife says something to me that irritates me, I don't always respond how I want to, but I at least see it now. I know it now. I don't just trigger into a response. I think about it first. Yeah, I think we talked about this on the last podcast where it's like the distance between the trigger and the apology or the 
Yeah. Like, that's what we're working on. Sometimes I'll yell at my wife for some bullshit. It just comes out like vomit. And I'm like, wow, I've gotten so much better at just like taking the vomit, putting it back in my mouth, like right away. And then she kind of laughs at me, you know, like she got me. She won that round, you know? And that's the difference between the old me and me now is the timing. I used to sulk for a while. You know? I want to dig my heels in and just sit in this prideful place where like I knew I was wrong, but there's no way in hell I was going to admit it. Or even worse, I know that I'm right. Oh, right. Yeah. Just a fight the other day, man. It's like I knew I was right. But so what? Yeah. So what? Here's the difference, though, dude. It wasn't like, hey, I just want peace or I just want sex or I just want things to be going right. It's like, no, your job, if you really think your job is to die, like who cares if you're right? She's where she is at and you need to just go be who you're supposed to be to her. Dude. Okay. Next one. This is in all caps. Try to go to failure each and every day. Then when you get to failure, do what you do on those last few reps. Do you bitch out? and get sad? Or do you smile and serve your freaking family? Similar to the inconvenience one, but going to failure every day. Yeah, this one's every day still. I mean, what are we doing? We're getting up earlier and earlier and earlier. We're doing more. We're taking on more stress. I'm taking on more calls per day. I'm talking to more people per day. I'm working out harder. I'm restricting my diet more. I'm taking away more easy dopamine options for me in my life. And so what does that do? That makes that five, six o'clock time when you walk in the house with your family makes it that much harder. And so the difficulty continues to rise as I put more pressure and stress and take away escapes from myself. And so this game continues to show up. Whereas when I could eat what I wanted and I wasn't working out that hard and I was sleeping a lot, it was like 135 on the bar. Well, now we got like 600 pounds on that. And I got to walk into that family and give them fire energy presence with more weight on my back. But I've become that much more powerful as a leader, a father, and a husband to handle that much more. That's the change I've seen in myself is my ability to show up on the worst day with the most inner turmoil, with my stomach in a knot from pressure and be like, what's up, baby? How are you? How was your day? And go to my boys and scoop them up and be like, let's go skate. Let's go have some fun. Let's go do something. Let's party and then have deep conversation with them about life. Connect. Dude, so this leads into the next one, which may be my favorite of all 12 things that I pulled out. And I'm on number eight. I got a couple more after this. The value you bring is how people feel about themselves when they are around you. How do you make people feel about themselves? Do they feel happy, hopeful, secure, good about themselves? Now, this doesn't mean that you're a people pleaser bitch, in Kyle's words. <laughs> Dude, what if we live that way, bro? What if we live that way where we are walking going, how does this person feel about themselves when I'm in the room? Yeah, this is how you lead. And you have to lead from a place of power. I just made a story on my Instagram at Panda Express. We just stopped and me and my wife are bantering with the Panda Express girl. We're kind of joking. We're asking her her name and she's lighting up and we're lighting up. And I go, hey, 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 this is what in power feels like. Normally we treat the girl at Panda Express like one of the spoons or like a chair. And we're just like, hey, hurry up, man, get my shit done. I got stuff to do, you know? And it's like, you don't care whether they live or die. You don't care if they live on the streets in a tent. Like you don't give a shit. 
when you do give a shit and you actually care what that person's name is and you've never met them, nor can they really do anything for you of value, but you love them and you want to serve them, guess what? That's what being in power feels like. If you don't feel like that, you're out of power and you need to get in power. Gold, bro. Gold. Love it. Love it. All right, four more and then we'll peace out of here. Scarcity is when you walk into a room with need. And I think there's a theme in the nuggets that I'm bringing up. I've had a huge transformation in my life about my view of scarcity and abundance. So I would say, what's another thing I've learned in the last year is abundance, bro. And it's been multiple pieces of scarcity. I had a bit of a scarce mindset before I joined this. Number 10, stop trying to say the right things. Just be you. Stop worrying about your brand. Just be yourself. Man, what are they going to think if I say that? Or did I say that right? You know, maybe I should practice that again. What if this gets me canceled? What if people stop buying my stuff because they don't like who I am? That will keep you stuck forever. You know what the world wants? Freedom. People are seeking leadership and freedom. They're like bloodhounds trying to sniff out freedom. Who has it? That guy's crazy. That's authenticity. That's freedom. I want that. I'm going to follow that guy. Well, then here you go, bro. This leads into number 11. Listen to your soul, not your ego. Yeah, man. Dude. I got to stand up for that one. Last one. And that chose this one because I think dads really, dads really need to hear this, bro, because of our culture. Don't teach your kids that you need a treat to enjoy your life, bro. Dude, think about how we operate, man. We are just treats, 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 treats. We're just teaching our kids. If we want to enjoy our life, let's go get a Slurpee. Let's go get an ice cream from McDonald's. Let's go buy something, consume something that's enjoying life, not Hey, let's go on a walk and enjoy the sunset. Let's go dip our feet in the ocean. That's the lie. That's the lie we poison our children with. Look at Halloween, candy, Easter, candy, Christmas, candy, presents, candy, presents, dopamine, dopamine. And then what happens? People get so stuck on this idea that their pleasure and dopamine squirts are the only thing that are important that when it's time to actually do some work and transform, they won't. Because they're so brainwashed into thinking that bullshit is the answer. Fucking lies. Lies. And if you believe in the devil, it's his greatest leverage is pleasure. Period. So what does that mean? Do we not let our kids go trick-or-treating? I don't know. My kids still go trick-or-treating. I just try to teach them the concepts, right? I'm like, hey, that is a big-ass three-pound bag of candy. Do you need all that shit? Or should we just enjoy a little bit and then throw the rest away? It's up to you. But I mean, think about it. If I'm eating like 30 pieces of candy a day now, and that's like the mainstay of my diet, are you going to look like me or are you going to look like the rest of the people out there that you see? And they're like, we're going to look at the rest of the people. Do you want to look like your dad or them? I want to look like you, dad. All right. Well, cool. You know what to do then. I'm not going to say shit. You make the decision. That's leading without compulsion, leading by example, leading with results. Yeah. But what I like is also... It's not black and white. And I think that's one of the greatest things to teach our kids, whether it's religion or food or whatever, it's not black and white. And so it's not like, oh, we don't do Halloween now because that doesn't work either. You turn into like a weird religion with dogma. You can't have dogma and you can't have all this guilt and shame around trying to figure shit out. We're put on this planet, not knowing anything. We're given temptation. We're naturally going to go towards the easy road. We're naturally going to go towards pleasure. And so when you find yourself in this place, taking the easy road where you're addicted to pleasures, it's like, well, yeah, duh. So now we get to play this game. It's called breaking free. And there's no shame in this game. 
That's why, like, Ned, like, how many times did I fucking shame you when you were struggling with the diet and, like, compel you or force you to do anything? Never. I was just like, hang out with me. It'll work. Don't worry about it. Like, just hang out with us. What's crazy is it was always grace. It was always grace. It comes to this point where you have crazy ass expectations and dads, men, we must have insane expectations for ourselves. Those should continue to grow. But then if we're truly on the pursuit of those, we know we're going to fall sometimes. And I remember one day I was like, dude, I lost my shit on my kid. I felt horrible. I didn't know what to do. It was still this shame of like, I would never talk about it on a podcast because I have a fatherhood podcast and what kind of dick would talk to his kid that way. I'll always remember I was sitting on this one rock down the street from my house on the beach. And I said to Kyle, can we talk? Can we talk? Can we talk? You jumped on the call. I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting. I think I was kind of like expecting this. Oh God, dude. Yeah, that's bad, bro. Like that's bad. And this place of like, yeah, Ned, I I haven't done that in years. You are a piece of shit. And it was like, oh yeah, dude, that stuff's going to happen. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Oh, dude, Kyle, I just want to say a huge thank you. I wanted to transform my life. I wanted a six pack. You are a part of me getting that. And that doesn't even matter to me anymore. Like, sure, it feels good, but it doesn't even matter to me anymore. What matters is this new pursuit of life and being a part of Superhuman Fathers, getting to hear other men share these same things on the calls where their relationships with their spouse, their relationships with their kids, their relationships with themselves is aligned and honest and authentic is beautiful. Thank you for surrounding yourself with your own accountability so that you never become the guy that's full of shit you're on the pursuit. So thank you for that because you're the leader that we want to look to and that we want to become. I enjoy that we get to do life together. My hope is that all the men who are feeling that tug right now, that they choose to respond. I'd love for them to do it with superhuman fathers, but as long as they respond and they love their wife and they love their kids well, that's what you and I want. So bro, I appreciate you greatly. Thank you for all the things you've spoken into my life. And I hope to uh, pass those on to other men. Just another 10,000 more podcasts at your rate. You're unstoppable, bro. 300 and some podcasts. Talk about consistency. At least one a week, bro. Amazing, man. Proud of you. What an adventure. These are the things that make life sweet. You want to gather as many of these relationships and opportunities as possible because they just stack up and it just makes life more beautiful. Mm. Well, clearly this is a conversation that could go on forever. And my hope is that it's not a start and end here, but that it is an invitation to many men to join the conversation. So thanks, bro, for taking some time to get on here, talk about my transformation and talk about superhuman fathers and get to dive into some of the beautiful nuggets I've learned the last year. Looking forward to continuing this relationship, my friend. Let's roll. My friends, what another incredible conversation, deep connection. My hope is that it brought you hope to see two men talk about life in such a way that it would give you hope that this is possible for you. It's about daily dominoes going after attacking the man that's inside that you want to bring forth, that you want to give life to. That man is inside of you. You have the power to bring him forth through surrendering, creating discipline in your life. If you want to learn more about Superhuman Fathers, go to superhumanfathers.com. If you want to learn
learn more about my transformation, if you go to rebelandcreate.com forward slash transformation, I share seven things that I learned very specifically through the process. And if you want to email me, email me. I want other men to become the men that they were designed to be. It matters. I have four daughters and a son. Your sons may marry my daughter. So it matters to me how you show up in your home. Now, this leads me to the adventure of fatherhood. If you go to adventurefatherhood.com, got a couple things there. One is a children's book to connect a father to a son and to help a father see who he is. You guys, the other thing is, as many men stumble into fatherhood, they're not invited in, they're not welcomed in. You and I must invite fathers into their role, okay? We can do this by simply giving them a gift, this children's book in a gift box, and it says, welcome to fatherhood, you have what it takes our world is in desperate need for leaders. It's in desperate need for fathers to show up in their home, but men must be invited in and shown who they are. No one's going to do it if you won't do it. I want to say thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, What You Do Matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against a view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. I look forward to hanging out with you next time.